0: What's up guys, it's Eric. If I had your job, I'd kill myself. Wait here, I'll see if I can go dig up a pistol. Hey guys, this is Joe. Nothing's ever gonna
1: happen here. You gotta go where things happen.
0: This summer, Tom Hanks is managing the Rockford Peaches. Are you crying? There's no crying in baseball! Or are they managing him? Let's get something started! Oh, no, hey, on a field, Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, Madonna. <laughs> Got him! A league of their own, directed by Penny Marshall, rated PG. Hey, who's the manager? I oh, am. Yeah! Special sneak preview Saturday at select theaters. You're listening to Worth a Late Fee, the podcast where two former video rental clerks watch movies that they may have recommended at one time, to see if they still think the film would be worth keeping an extra day or two to watch again. Even if it meant paying a late fee. How you doing, Joe?
1: Not bad, Eric. Not bad. Thank you for the uh, for the drink delivery today.
0: Yeah, Joe. Um, so we've had some we've had some good beer pairings with movies, but this one will be will be tough to top. We're, so I guess spoiler: we're watching. Um, I mean, if you saw on Instagram or anything, but we're watching a uh, League of Their Own and uh, Evil Genius. Beer Co or Beer Company, which is in Philly, I believe, actually has a beer called There's No Crying in Baseball. Uh, it's a mango IPA. It's delicious. So I, I I, dropped it off to Joe today. We've had some other good ones. Like I think for Jaws, we had some good ones with the Night Swimmer and then obviously Narragansett. You can't like think of Jaws without Narragansett. The TV party uh, for Cable Guy was good. And then uh, Broken Luck for Swingers was good. But I think this might take the cake as the best – Oh, and Dream Team for Space Jam was good too. But this, this I think is
1: the it's best very, beer. It's very summerish. I like it. It Has like the oh, mango. So like good. the mango is like not too much. It's like the right amount of mango in it.
0: Yeah, you take a sip and like right at the end, you're like mango. I get a little bit yeah. of mango. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's delicious. I I told Joe before we started recording, but I had one over the weekend because I had a couple friends over for like a, a small get together. But I was having like I had a few beers, so like I didn't really focus on on anyone. So I liked it, but then today, uh, I worked all day, and my house is like 800 degrees. I'm working from home, and so it's it's really hot out when we're recording this, and so I went down with dinner, and I had one, and I was like, that is even better than I, I thought it would be, so um, other you than wa- that.
1: I don't know what i Are you watching things? I remember you were talking about watching, uh, what was it? It was a series on, I think, was it Netflix or Hulu?
0: No, well. I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but I put on the the Worth Leafy story the other day that Brie and I started watching this show called Taste the Nation on Hulu. It's kind of like a, um, it's kind of like, you know, it's like one of those food shows where they go to a a town or a city or a country. In this case, it's a city. It's in America. And they explore the food culture and then they tie that into like the people and whatever. And uh, it's by this lady, the host is, her name's, I'm probably butchering this, but Padma Lakshmi, she was on um, like Top Chef, I think, and she's been on a bunch of stuff. And um, we've only Bree's watched, I think, four episodes. I watched three because I fell asleep, but I really, really like it. Um, it's all in America so far, I think, but uh, it's cool. Uh, it's just it's very interesting. It's some different cultures that you're not really expecting, and I love shows like that, which is funny because I I can't cook for to save my life, but I can eat, so. I always like food. Maybe that was it.
1: Maybe that was it. Um, I'm still going through, like, the uh, rewatch for Mr. Robot. We just finished two last night. Um, So we're going to be – there's only four seasons of that show. But, again, the storytelling is fine. The storytelling in that movie, the characters, like, they all – it's a slow burn for the first two seasons. But once you get beyond that, the rest of it is an awesome payoff.
0: Yeah, it's, it's – with Hulu and Netflix, and then like obviously all the normal cable stuff, it's like there's so much stuff on now. And then, and then on top of the new stuff, there's like, well, I could go back and rewatch. Like I spent all that time rewatching The Wire, and then I, I rewatched um, some of Deadwood, and then I, you know, I watched Peaky Blinders, which has been out for like five years or six years, whatever. So. Yeah, and that's why when, when people try to convince me to watch a show, that if I'm not into it, you're not going to convince me to watch it because it's like I don't watch a ton of TV anyway. So,
1: right, and I'd rather, I'd rather watch the same thing I've seen over and over again than watch something new, anyways. So it's like, which is my point. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, especially if you come to me and you're like, if you come to me with a show that sounds good and it's like my type of show or movie, I'll watch it. But when people try to convince me to watch a show that, it's just so not my my um, style. It's, it's just not going to happen. Um, one thing is, uh, and it's, it's so funny how this all came together. So I had no idea that it was Tom Hanks. Today's uh, July 9th. Apparently, it's Tom Hanks's birthday. We had no idea that that was the case when we picked this movie. And then also, I had no idea, but so we picked this. Like I said last week, we we're going to do this episode next tom hanks conan released like a bonus episode of his podcast with tom hanks on it um on monday i think and you know obviously it's tom hanks it's amazing he's so talented but so humble and and whatever so definitely check that out if you're if you're a tom hanks fan check out the latest conan o'brien podcast um because he talks to tom for like an hour but it's just weird like we picked this movie it's the first tom hanks movie we've done didn't know it was his birthday, and then the Conan O'Brien thing, it made me even more excited to to rewatch this movie. So,
1: was he on um, there for that new uh, Apple TV movie Is that he was discussing?
0: The World War II movie, yeah, which I've heard now. Conan O'Brien, who I've said in the podcast before, I really love Conan. He will be the first to tell you, you can tell sometimes when Conan's not even seen the movie, or maybe he's seen it and he's not a fan of it. But Conan O'Brien's like a history geek and and he was like ranting and raving about.
1: Oh, really? Because uh, I first some mixed things on it. Okay, that's kind of cool no, then. Okay.
0: No, yeah. Conan's like, uh, he's a total history freak and, and uh, greyhound. Yep. yep yeah. He's it. a total okay. history nut. And he and he was like, he was like, I loved it. And Tom Hanks was like, oh, thank you. And he's like, no, seriously. Like, I, I'm, you know, I know, I'm not just saying that. I really liked it. My son liked it, so I'm, I'm definitely eager to to check it out. So. Awesome. Um, yeah, so we're drinking There's No Crying in Baseball. We're, we watched uh, League of Their Own. Um, so that's 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 kind of it. So it was my pick. League of Their Own was my pick. Um, I think I said it last week, but I had a couple of baseball movies to pick between. And I asked Joe a question before we started that kind of narrowed it down. Can
1: I ask what um, guys would have been? What's that? Can I ask what guys would have been if I chose guys?
0: Oh, the so the question I asked Joe was – so I have it narrowed down to two. Do you want like a guy movie, guys movie or a girls movie? And he picked girls movie. And um, no, no, you can't because, because I'll probably end up doing it. I'll probably end up doing it soon. But I, but I, I have it. So it's, it's, um, so I remember what, what's your first memory of this movie? What do you, what do you think, what do you think of this movie?
1: I honestly don't remember much uh, from this film in regards to a memory surrounding it or the actual movie itself. Other than the line, there's no crying in baseball. So I was kind of going to this blind. I've seen it, but like I really don't remember a whole lot about it.
0: So my my memory what I think about it is my mom isn't like she likes movies, but she's 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 not a movie freak like like some people are. So this is one of the movies that I remember my mom really liking growing up. My mom is a Tom Hanks fan, so that's that's probably part of it. But I think of watching it and my mom liking it and and like i said that stands out because my mom doesn't really like a ton of movies especially sports movies my mom's not a sports person so she she doesn't have a problem with it but it's it's weird that she would be into a baseball movie so that's that's what i what i think of and with baseball season coming back fingers crossed i figured it was the time of year to watch a baseball movie and this is kind of a weird pick uh not not the not the most traditional pick with baseball movies but it was a good one so do you have any stats as far as how the movie did when it came out?
1: Yeah, so uh, A League of Their Own was released on July 1st, 1992. It had a budget of $40 million and made $132.4 million in the box office. It was written by Lowell Guns and Babalu Mendel, who are longtime writing partners. It was directed by Penny Marshall, who is a brother um, to Gary Marshall, both yep. an actor and a great director. By the way, Babalu Hell of a name.
0: Yeah, I was telling Joe, there's an MMA fighter, um, Hanato Babalu Sabral, I think it is, Um, and I can't remember what Babalu, I remember looking up, I always look up what the Portuguese nicknames mean, but I don't think, I can't remember what Babalu means. But But It was kind um, of
1: funny too, uh, Penny Marshall is also a producer in Hollywood, and we were talking about this last time after the episode ended. She was a producer for Cinderella Man, my personal favorite oh. sports movie of all time. I think yours, you're one of yours as well, you said.
0: So Definitely. Time. Yeah, one of them. Not my favorite, but definitely. And And I think if you were to ask me what's the most underrated sports movie, it would be right up there. If not the most underrated, it's top two or three. Yeah, it's tough for me. When you brought that up, it's tough to not go on like a Cinderella Man, like, just spiral out of control. But um, so so financially, it did how to do?
1: I it, it, it it did well. It, it uh, had a, a budget of $40 and it made $132.4 million in the box office. That's awesome. So, That's awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah. So critically, pretty good. 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ebert gave it three stars. I mean, there are exceptions, and I'm, we're all aware of them. But if you put Tom Hanks in your movie, I mean, the cast uh, as a whole is pretty ridiculous, but um, if you put Tom Hanks in your movie, you're, you're going to do all right financially. And the critics usually, I mean, he, it's a credit to him, usually for the most part, picks, picks pretty good um, films to do. So um, some other things that were going on in the world at that time, and I wanted to point out, this is a baseball movie, but it's really a credit to how long this man's career went on I can't find, whenever we do an episode, I'm like, what was going on that month? And I seem, it seems to be impossible to find a month where Nolan Ryan isn't mentioned (laughs) in the what happened. So I didn't even write the one down that was, that was mentioned in in that, but I was like, God, that guy played forever. So things that I did write down, there's an earthquake in Big Bear Valley of LA, the Florida Marlins unveiled their new uniform because they were an expansion team at the time. Is that the current uniform now still? uh, It was, like, the original, like, um, no, it's different now. Now it has, like, the orange. Like, they try to tap into that, like, Miami feel. Oh, yeah. Now they – but before they had just, like, the green and, like, the teal. I think it's the teal. I don't know. I'm not good with colors. But um, Kim Basinger got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Tom Hanks was also honored with the star of – On the hollywood walk of fame the same week this movie premiered oh wow so it's actually kind of surprising it took that long um ken griffey jr won the all-star game MVP in san diego and this one for all for any of you guys that ever got into uh the netflix show narcos uh pablo escobar escaped prison so there it is yeah so if you if you watch (laughs) netflix and you remember the series remember if you watch narcos and you remember the part of the of that show just know that it was the same month that <laughs> meanwhile in america league of their own was coming out and nolan ryan was striking people out just like he was in 1847 so the positive spin that was pretty good what's that
1: the positive spin you know oh when, yeah i thinks i was breaking out just remember that this great yeah. movie also came out at the same time so right
0: there's bad stuff going on over <laughs> here but there's, but there's positives um do you have the, the the back of the dvd summary to get an idea of the plot i do uh, Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, and Madonna
1: start in this major league comedy from the team that brought you big. Hanks starts as, as Jimmy Dugan, a washed-up ball player whose league days are over, hired the coach in the All-American Girls Baseball League of 1943 while the male pros are at war. Dugan finds himself drawn back into the game by the heart and heroics of his all-girl team. John Lovitz as a, a scene-stealing cameo as a sarcastic scout who recruits Dottie Hansen, played by Davis a baseball dolly with the Babe Ruth swing. Teammates Madonna, Lori Petty, and Rosie O'Donnell round out the roster, taking the team to the World Series. Based on the true story of the pioneering woman who blazed the trail for generations of athletes, a league of their own is a home run. I like how they mentioned the John Lovis scene ceiling cameo because he really is so good in the brief moments he makes an appearance. So yeah, good. Yeah, he's
0: He's great, and and it kind of ended with the whole like true story or based on a true story. And whenever you hear the based on a true story, I think if you've watched, if you've watched any movies, you know that you have to be careful with that, and you have to hear what they said. It's based on a true story, so um, it's not. It doesn't mean that the film's a hundred percent fact, but the true story that this was based on is is pretty cool. Like that, just that guys went off to war and they put together um, this this league of, of women to entertain people, to play baseball, entertain people. And I know not everything in the movie happened in real life and that there were things in real life that are missing from the film. But it, it, it's a pretty cool story. I, 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 I like that. So Where um, is
1: the uh, kind of like going to talk about like this is more towards the end of the film, but where is the baseball museum, like the Hall of Fame? Hall is of Fame? That-
0: Cooperstown, Cooperstown, New York.
1: That's right. Okay. So is that, is this, is this a real ex- exhibit in the museum? I, like a women's league or is that?
0: I think it is like a, a very, it's not, it's not Uh, it's not what it was in the film. It probably was like when they unveiled the, that part of the hall of fame. But now I think it's just like a, you know, one glass case or one or two glass cases, but that was actually one of my favorite um, parts of the movie. And that's because, Cooperstown is uh, it's like a timeless you I think I feel like you could go to Cooperstown like so this I was watching I went to Cooperstown for the first time I think like two or three years ago so we'll say 2017 and it looked exactly like it did in this film that was made in 93 or whatever so 92 so very really cool it's it's such a timeless area that it, it, I would highly recommend uh, if you're even like a a little bit of a baseball fan and you live anywhere near Cooperstown, New York, I, I can't recommend it enough. It's such a, such a cool, such a cool trip. So, um, so as far as the, the major people going into this movie, I wrote down Gina Davis, Laurie Petty, and Tom Hanks. We'll get to Tom Hanks. I think everyone's heard enough about um, not, uh, we'll talk about Tom Hanks all day, but everyone knows who Tom Hanks is. I personally rewatching this, was blown away at how much I loved Gina Davis. Oh man, this was
1: like a high point for her in her career, too.
0: Right. So you say it was a high point in her career, but so first of all, she's from Wear and Mass. So local. Oh, girl. I know that. Love it. Cool. Okay. Uh, and quite the career, especially in the 80s and, and early 90s. So she had Tootsie in 82, Fletch in 85, The Fly in 86, Beetlejuice, uh, Earth Girls are easy. Earth Girls Are Easy in '88. Accidental Taurus also in '88, um, which I think she won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. If not, she was just nominated. Thelma and Louise in '91. She was nominated for Best Actress, and then this in '92. Like I feel like she doesn't get. Nestor maybe Little. it's just. A, huh.
1: Nestor Little.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I and then of course. <laughs> Nestor Love's so good. Of course, good. her 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 <laughs> proudest moment, <laughs> proudest Hollywood moment, Stuart Little. <laughs> But I mean we'll we'll get into it later, but I thought she, and I haven't seen this movie in over twenty years, I bet. And I was like, this girl is she's a great actress. she's like totally fits apart, she's beautiful. she's like exactly the the like a, the the perfect leading actress, but she's 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 so good. So um her sister played by Lori Petty, who i have a I have a soft spot for. For Laurie Petty, so so uh, Gina Davis plays Dottie, and then Laurie Petty plays Kit, which is her sister. So Laurie Petty's career. Point Break in '91, 100% doing that movie. Eventually on the podcast, one of my favorite movies, and one of the best. Like I, it's I know it's '91, but I think of it as like one of the best like '80s-ish uh, action movies. She had this in '92, Free Willy in '93, and that was definitely the best three-year run. Of her uh, <laughs> her film career, but Laurie Petty will always mean something to me from Point Break. So Tom uh, Tom Hanks, what a career! Um, I'm not going to list out every single film. So we'll do we'll start in '88 and end in '98, even though he had movies before that and after that that are amazing. So Big, The Burbs, Turner and Hooch, uh, Turner and Hooch. League of Their Own, Sleepless in Seattle, Philadelphia, Boris Gump, Apollo 13, Toy Story, That Thing You Do, Saving Private Ryan, and You've Got Mail. So not a bad 10-year stretch uh, for one of the best actors of all time and probably the most likable celebrity in, in, in Hollywood history. So um, do you have anything written down for the more you know, like random fact stuff?
1: I actually saw – this was accidental. I was looking at just, like, different YouTube videos, and there was a deleted scene. I don't know if you've seen this. I don't think a deleted, so. A deleted scene with Dottie and Jimmy Dugan kissing each other.
0: Oh, real quick. I meant to say this when you gave read the back of the DVD um, case. You said Jimmy Dugan. and it just, it just reminded me. So my best friend, Adam, when we were in, like, high school, and he would meet people, and he didn't want them to know his real name for whatever reason – he I don't I bet you Adam's never seen this movie. But he would always be like, like if we went somewhere and they wanted him to sign something and like give his email address or his phone number, he'd always be like, What's up with Jimmy Dugan? And he'd just write like Jimmy Dugan at AOL.com. And and so when I was watching this movie and I started hearing Tom Hanks called Jimmy Dugan, I was like, Oh my god, it's where but I, Adam yes. would have
1: never seen this movie. So. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's something Adam he, would do for sure.
0: <laughs> well, funny story about uh in the Jimmy Dugan alias is we once went to this thing we were probably like freshmen in high school or something and we went to this thing where Adam met this girl who he like you know he hit it off with and ended up like making out with her and stuff and then like a while down the road Adam ended up dating this other girl from the same school and so one day Adam's like hey you want to go with me to pick up Amanda at school because this is back in the day when you could go into other high schools that you weren't a student of and you could just walk in without getting like tased and handcuffed so we we walk into the school and where we see adam's girlfriend at the time we're like hey amanda what's up and then all of a sudden this girl comes around the corner and i saw her and i was like oh it's that girl and adam had no memory of it so he's like she's like jimmy and he's like what the fuck is this girl talking about and i'm like adam go 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 and then she eventually but she caught us and caught adam i mean i didn't do anything and thankfully adam's girlfriend at the time who was who was pretty who was a psychopath but she was forgive. She forgave him for that, for that thing. So, I'm sorry. Long Adam story.
1: I, I like the tie though. That's was pretty good. The tie
0: Dude, at the Jimmy Dugan. There's two <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Dugans. One's a baseball manager. and One's, one's Adam Salis. A-
1: so yeah, that was the actual scene though, which would have ruined Dye's character entirely. Because she's like this nice woman who's loyal to her husband. So yep. good choice for, for removing that scene there was also a she,
0: you said she makes out with uh, Tom they Hanks they kiss
1: her and Tom Hanks they kissed in the movie and that would have yep. been a that would have a ruiner for her character i agree i agree and even his right there was also a tv series that came out after this movie which i remember hearing about and i forgot about entirely until doing research on this movie today um some actors came back for it not any of the big ones though i think actually you know i lied. john Lawrence i believe came back if i'm if i remember correctly i think john Lawrence actually reprised his role in the in the show because um, what
0: else does John Lovitz have to do? You know, no, critic, offense. no offense. But, John Lovitz,
1: the critic was so good. But um, somewhere out there, there is a four-hour cut of this movie. So That's a little be, much. That'd be a little much. I guess it goes more into the backstories of all the women on the team. So we would get a better understanding of all their roles instead of just Dottie and Kit for the most part. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, I don't, I don't know if I could sit in front of the TV and watch a baseball epic for four hours. I would agree with that.
0: Yeah. I, I think, I think even the two hours ish a little bit over that was a little bit much. So four hours is definitely, definitely a lot too much. Um, so I have some, as far as like random facts, I have some that are like on set random facts, but I also found an article of kind of like what parts of this movie were true. So I'm just going to go through a couple of those. The first one is that Dottie Hinson. Dottie Henson is based loosely on the real face of the Rockford Peaches. So Gina Davis's character Dottie Hinson was inspired. Oh, by the way, I'm getting this from an article on Collider.com. So want to give them credit if it's like a horrible website with no credibility. You know, whatever it is, what it's like. Um, Dottie Hinson is based loosely on the real face of the Rockford Peaches. Gina Davis's character Dottie Hinson was inspired by a real-life player, Dorothy Cammy. Kamenchek Um, She was a first baseman in real life. Uh, uh, Dottie in the film was a catcher, which I kind of think, just Hollywood-wise, the catcher works better because like every play goes through the pitcher and the catcher, so you can't really have someone for on-field scenes. You need a catcher or a pitcher because you need them to be part of every play, at least at least uh, defensively. So that's that's true. Uh, the race racing bells is that what it, is that a racing? Yeah, the racing bells did win the first championship, so that's uh that's another true thing. So
1: there only were there, uh, there were only four teams in the movie, right? Four teams at the time in the movie, right? Is that what I, I remember?
0: I think there were, but I feel like there was.
1: Was there more uh, in real life? I'm I'm kind of this one I'm kind of leading to. Is there was there more yeah, teams? I, yeah, I okay. want to
0: say that there was like ten or something, but I I could be wrong. Would have to look into that, but. Um, but yeah, I know you're right as far as how many are shown in the movie, one of the teams that was in the league that I don't think they mentioned in the in the movie was uh the Milwaukee Chicks, which that definitely wouldn't fly today uh with all the talk about the the Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Indians, although I think those are probably well at least the Redskins worse than the chicks, but that's yeah. just my opinion uh, yeah uh Gary Marshall's are character walter harvey was actually based on philip uh, wrigley so the owner of the cubs so um the guy he, he was a chocolate guy in the movie but in reality it was based on wrigley who was a chewing gum company owner or whatever you'd want to however you want to say it so um that's pretty much it as far as this there's some few other ones um on here but uh and, and then it, it kind of mentions too that they did sexualize or like they wanted them they, they knew what they were selling and they wanted the the girls to be they wanted the girls to put on a show not not do anything crazy well I mean it's crazy for today's standards but they, the, the, stuff, the stuff in the movie where I read somewhere else in a separate article that the league actually did well so that part of the film isn't accurate that they were like struggling and then they had to turn it up to they had to start doing Kind of inappropriate stuff to or like or I, I, I kind of, stuff. I, kind of
1: I, I thought of like the globe Globetrotters like that but like for baseball it's like their version of that for baseball like they're getting like kind of fancy out there and kind of <laughs> like doing splits and yeah. when they're catching yeah. the ball and behind the back and yeah
0: yeah I read somewhere too that Gina Davis did actually do the split like she for that scene she did the split but she couldn't run and slide into the split which hey if you can do a split in any way all the credit in the world to you so they had like a stunt girl run slide into the split and then they had gina davis just do the split and they filmed the rest of the scene from there on but um so yeah like we said earlier a lot of stuff about the true story compared to the film there's a lot of similarities obviously they hollywooded it up a little bit um but there are some a lot it, there are some there's some truth to it so people that were our other actresses that were also considered to play Gina Davis's character of Dottie Hinson, Brooke Shields was offered the, offer the role, but after the writer's strike in 88, she was written out. Um, They wanted to replace her with Deborah Winger, but then Winger, Winger backed out. uh, And then the role went to Gina Davis. So I think, I think that's crazy because I mean, who knows how Brooke Shields would have done and Deborah Winger would have done. But to me, Gina Davis is the star of the film, so um, I'm I'm sure that's one thing that they're they're happy it worked out that way. Um, Yeah, she was great. She was, yeah. Um, Actresses are, 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 during filming of the World Series game, stars uh, took turns entertaining the unpaid extras, and this is one of the other things. So, Tom Hanks did puppet shows over the dugout, Rosie O'Donnell did stand-up, and various actors pretended to be Madonna and sang her songs after the singer uh, balked at performing for the fans. So I didn't have any specifics written down, but the vibe that I was getting from my like on set fun facts was, was two things. John Lovitz is hilarious. Like there are all these stories about uh, Gina Davis, like biting her tongue and biting her lip, trying not to laugh when John Lovitz was doing scenes with her. So they seem to, be pretty fond of him or at least think he's funny and then there were kind of a lot of things that hinted that madonna was not the most fun to hang out with and i think not that i'm defending her but you got to think of madonna in 92 she's on top of the world she's probably the most popular woman in the world so again not defending her um but she was very aware of how famous she was and i guess the, the other some of the other cast members could feel that get that vibe
1: it's interesting. I didn't put this in the, in the soundtrack category just because I didn't really think it was important, but since you brought Madonna at this at this point, um, she had the song at the end of the credits, but yeah. that, didn't, that didn't make the soundtrack due to a contract reason, so I wonder if, like, I wonder how that came to be because, like you said, you would think that having a song written for this movie and being an actor in this movie, you would get your song on the official soundtrack, but it didn't make it. So it's now hearing you say that, I wonder if, like, I wonder if that has anything to do with before or after, like the outcome, the aftermath
0: of it all. Yeah, I bet you could do some digging and figure that out. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if you were, uh, if you were right about that. Like, I don't know. She seemed, and, and rather than trash on Madonna, I want to tie it to a positive and say that that's why Tom Hanks is unbelievable. That he's like the most successful. He's probably the, would you say he's the most successful actor of the past, maybe maybe in fifty years, but it, but like third of our lifetime?
1: Uh, I, I can I, I would think so. He makes very few flops, and he's all his movies are box office hits. They're all critically, you know, acclaimed. So it's he's he like you said, is super successful.
0: Right, and and he's and he's super likable, and so, and he and yeah, he seems totally unaware that he's that successful, but. Um, couple more random facts. The movie line "There's no crying in baseball" was voted as a number fifty-four, voted as the fifty-four fourth most famous movie quote by the AFI out of a hundred.
1: Wow, that's actually what's what's number one.
0: Did, I don't. Know, did, did, I should look that up. Far? I'm
1: kind of curious. I bet you back it's back.
0: like I bet you it's like, frankly, my dear, I don't give it, a damn. Yeah, it probably like is, something it like probably that. Is. Going
1: back to <laughs> our rant Going back exactly. to our ranch. Couple episodes ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's some quote from like nineteen. 19- Forty something, or like, or like, uh, leave the gun, take the cannoli, or like some, some movie. Seventies at the earliest. I mean, at the latest, at the latest. Um, in the scene, I thought this was funny because you talked about Penny Marshall earlier. The scene where it's kind of like the first moment where the girls meet um, Jimmy Dugan, Tom Hanks' character, where they're all in the locker room and Tom, Tom Hanks goes in there drunk and he has to use the restroom and so i guess penny marshall so if you haven't if you haven't seen in a while tom hanks walks in and he starts peeing and it goes on for like an uncomfortable amount of time and behind the scenes not even tom hanks knew when he was going to be done peeing penny marshall was in a stall with a hose and a bucket making the noise So he just had to, like, act like he was peeing as long as – until she basically, like, turned the hose off or whatever she did. Um, But I thought that was pretty funny. And I thought that was a great – like, every once in a while, my wife will just talk about, like – I'll tell her a story either from, like, hockey or, like – the locker room or something and she'll just say like guys are gross like just, boys are gross and she's not wrong no, she's it's not true. wrong so <laughs> it's 100 percent true and so that scene that's what i could think of it's like imagine a, a drunk dude walking into a girl's locker room and doing something like that they'd be like oh my god like you're a monster so um and the last thing is Lori petty and rosie o'donnell were the two best players and had hitting competitions uh both hit the fences at major league park so that's great for Lori petty and rosie o'donnell and but the the thing that I, I that makes me want to point out is the baseball in this film very believable sometimes you watch a movie and guys girls whatever like that you just watch them and if it's a sport that you've ever played you're like that doesn't look like that guys ever really like thrown a baseball or he's ever really boxed or or whatever you know whatever your sport is if you if you've done it you've watched someone who's pretending to do it and you're like he doesn't look natural i thought all the girls in this film were awesome like they i thought it was very impressive they were great and like the
1: chemistry for even actresses who don't get a lot of screen time or lines as uh speaking lines in the movie they all still the chemistry between the actors in this movie is so good
0: right and and i want to i feel like i had this on a note in something earlier and i just glossed over it so if it comes up again, I'll I'll skip over it at that point. But um, one of the things I loved about this movie was like the relationship between female characters, because like so many times in movies and in unfortunately in real life, like girls are just they can be not all the time, but they can be very like they want to tear each other down. And I loved like from the minute when they meet uh, Marla Hooch, who's the girl who's like a very good hitter, but she's the guy doesn't, uh, John Lovitz says I want to sign her because she's not like traditionally pretty. And I love that uh, Dottie and and Kit like stick up for her and they're like, what are you talking about? She's a great player. Like there were just so many. And the scene too, talking about like where you're t- talking about, you're talking about uh,
1: when the woman can't read her, she can't read the list of names. And then the other team, yeah, like, yeah. I loved that little, that like two second scene I loved. She comes yes. up there and helps her read find their name and then the the coach is like, all right, you know, welcome aboard the team. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome.
0: Right No. So that, that, like I said, I I can't remember if I, I made a note of that or I thought I did, but I don't want to forget about that. So, um, do you have anything? So that's, that's some positive things that we wish we would see more of in film, but do you have anything that wouldn't fly in today's environment?
1: So like, you kind of already talked about like the over-sexualizing the woman, which again, like this is kind of going along with my, what I wrote here. This is a movie set before my time, so I'm sure the men in the forties act like the pigs way they were your portrayed. Time. Right. So like they I'm sure like the men the men in this movie, they were uh they act like pigs and I'm sure they were portrayed that way for a reason. They probably were pigs in the forties. But the women in this movie are strong, stronger than all the men in this movie for sure, which is something that has aged very well. So it was nice seeing that refreshing take on, you know, strong female leads, strong female characters and just kind of roll with the movie
0: yeah i would you, i would you, agree you, with that
1: you will probably more i i might have over like i my whole thing was set in the forties like i i don't know if I should have let things slide that no, would be, no. but like i i look at it that view where it's like different different time periods so in this movie if they're like making jokes about certain things and maybe that wouldn't slide as much, but I don't know it's kind of a weird
0: yeah no weird i agree with you. Area. i um i so this is set in the forties and but I think that if you watch film now, like I mean, I, I don't, not even film sports now. There's still like is the Landry football league still a thing? If it isn't, it I was know, like
1: I, I know there was a thing in, <laughs> at all about that. So, so yeah,
0: is
1: it, is it like uh, um those like stupid like halftime shows? Is out this is out that, that is or is that? I don't
0: I don't know exactly what it is or what channel it would have been on or whatever, but. <laughs> somewhat recently like within the past five years at least there was a, a lingerie football league where like these girls would wear like f- like football helmets and shoulder pads but then other than that and i think they wore football pants too i don't remember but other than that they'd be wearing like bras and whatever so i see what you're saying but i think we're not as far from <laughs> well, from this
1: i know it's it's, it's right it's, it's it's very relevant so it's just a problem for sure right
0: but i agree with you that it's different when it's just like you don't want to give an excuse but it's like a these girls weren't wearing anything too crazy and b it was like the 40s and like i don't know it's always tough because you're like
1: it's that gray area it's like yeah it's that time period where it's like i can't change time so at the same you know it's
0: right And, and and i think that was part of the film is like that the film did a good job of being like yeah that's why some guys may have shown up at the at the park but the and girls I, were legit athletes and
1: right like that's why i think this i think that's why it works well is because the women are strong like you see the guy kind of degrading them and then she, one of the um players takes the ball and weaves it right at him
0: one of my yeah. favorite scenes yeah
1: yeah it's like stuff like that like it kind of bounces off like these the men are like complete idiots in the movie whereas the women are like you know they're the ones with the head on the shoulders and they're the ones who are just taking full control
0: yeah, and that that kind of ties into the next two things. So the thing that I wrote for That Wouldn't Age Well in in today's in today's environment is the whole Marla Hooch subplot would be tough for a film like this. So Marla Hooch is, we just talked about it when we were talking about um, how uh, Gina Davis and Laurie Petty's character kind of picked her up, but she's this very talented baseball player who in the film is portrayed as like not the best looking girl. And um, that wouldn't fly... Today, if the movie was this type of movie, if it was a straight-up comedy, you could do that, and it would be funny. Um, but in this type of movie, where it's supposed to be like a pick-me-up sports movie, it would rub some people the wrong way. Um, and But that scene, I always think this when I watch movies like this, um, how tough that, like, how does that work in Hollywood? Like, so the actor, the actress, sorry, that played Marla Hooch's Megan Cavanaugh, she
1: like, was actually one of the original uh, TV show actors who came on for the movie.
0: Right, right. So,
1: pretty cool.
0: And it should be—it's worth mentioning—not—not not that it's mattered—but Megan Kavanaugh is like not. She's she's a very like she she's a normal looking like she looks like she looks like you would know her. She's right. not. They went out they, of her way to make her look yes. like in
1: this movie.
0: Exactly. That's the best way of saying it. Is they went out of her way to make her look out of their way to make her look bad. So. But I always think of like the, the like if I was an actor and your agent calls you and he's like, Eric, I got this I got this role for you. It's great. And I'm like awesome, like this is great. Am I playing like tough guy number five or, or as a leading role? And he's like, No, this this film needs a really ugly kid. <laughs> and and they think here they saw your, your picture. And they think you'd be perfect for that. I always think that about movies like this, but more so for like kids movie, whenever there's like a fat kid in a kid's movie, I'm like, there's some 12 year old like in Hollywood where his, his like a uh, resume says like, would be great for fat kid roles or something like that. Yeah, and the, like, big, oh.
1: the kid for the big green sandlot.
0: Oh, Han, Hamilton Porter. That must've been
1: cast. Like that must've been like his like casting.
0: Yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, Need a chubby kid. Yeah.
1: Right, you know, yeah. So, call.
0: right. So that, that was one thing, like I said, it would, if it was a straight up comedy, you can, you have more flexibility, but, um, with, with, if it was like trying to be a pick movie, people would, would eat that up. So, um, favorite scene, I'll go first only cause you mentioned one of my favorite scenes. Um, I, I have a couple notes, I have a couple notes and, um, then one favorite scene. So like a couple runner ups, the first one is the one that you talked about. Um, when the, the asshole's like standing on the dugout and he's just trash talking other girls. And one of them hums one at him. And, and then she's like, it slipped. Um, I love that for two reasons. A, because, you know, of the the guy girl thing that we talked about. And then B, because it's a, and Joe knows it's a pet peeve of mine. When people go to professional sporting events, <laughs> guys that are like, I was the captain of my JV football team. And they want to tell, like, you know, they go to, they, they played high school baseball and they want to tell like Pedro Martinez how to, throw a curveball or something like that that drives me crazy so that was I love that scene for two reasons I also love this isn't really a scene but the relationship between the two sisters uh, Dottie and Kit just like the competitive and like Kit Lori Petty just she played a really good younger sibling to me like you know, never feels like she always feels like she's being overshadowed and and that's kind of why she's fiery and she's scrappy. And so it's like a good thing about her, but it's also she feels like she can't get out from under her, her older sister's shadow. So I love those two, that scene. And then that one dynamic, but my, my ultimate favorite scene, and I feel like this is a cop-out is the no crying in baseball scene. And the reason for it is it hit, it hits home. hits close to home for me because some people probably a lot of men including myself like i'm incapable of dealing with people when they're very emotional and i say that as a like a knock on myself so the first thing i did when i was watching it was i paused it and i called my wife i called brie and i was like who who's this it's and she was like oh that's totally you and i because i'm like i don't know what it is about something that happened to me in my development but i i can't deal with very emotional people so that scene it was funny and then it also like hit kind of close to home in a good way for me. So that was my favorite scene. What was, what would you say yours was?
1: I have two as well um, written down. It was one of the smallest scene that was, I found really moving the scene where we see the postman come in the locker room with a letter from the military um, to tell one of the women that their husband has died. Um, But then says he can't and what drops that bomb on them and then plans to walk out without, Telling you know with like him then well, that blew my mind, but then Torrance I was so is, mad. I was so mad, but then Jimmy doing pretty much forces the letter from the postman, kicks him out, and walks over to the woman. And everyone's kind of like, "Oh my god, who is like?" Is it because they all had their husbands are in the are in the army right now?
0: And I think they knew that it was like down to a few of them. Like right, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah.
1: And as he's walking, he has that eye, his eye set on that back crowd right there. But then once he once. He reveals who the woman is. He embraces her. And it's like the first time we see Jimmy Dugan as like a human being. Like he's always a little bit, right? He cracks, he he goes in for the hug. And like that scene was super emotional and I loved it. And then on a more positive redirection here, I love the montage of them um, all playing baseball, trying to make the women's league popular. Like we said, it's not the most accurate portrayal of the real life, but it was so much the woman do great in the field being coached by Dottie for the most part while Jimmy's hung over on the bench and messing yeah. up the audience of actual fans as a you see them like kind of start off with a few and then the stands are filling up, and it was, it was a really fun
0: scene. Well, and a, a cool, like, fun fact that I read and didn't write down is that Penny Marshall had them, had the girls like play. She had them just play for a while to get like p- um, footage of them playing with no real intent. So that I think that's where a lot of like the action shots came from and that's why they were so good is cuz it wasn't it wasn't like they were saying joe round first and then slide head first in a second it was like a lot of those action shots and of whether it was like pitches catches hits it was just like outtakes they were filming them play yeah
1: oh that's cool that's, that's i right. mean, that's that's a more natural way to portray, portray it. As right sure, so. and all of the
0: i again another one i didn't write down and i don't know if this is literally all but what i read was all of the girls like when you see like their knees and um like that one girl like right on her butt almost she has I like know, a black red and rash giant,
1: yeah oh they get the black those, and blue well, i forgot what happens right. but like these girls are getting beat up and like that was pretty real
0: <laughs> that was real that was real okay. and, yeah and and it said too that i can't remember what actress that was but it said that she had that mark on her leg like in some form for like a year which i totally believe when you see the when you see how bad it was so I think these girls were just like playing baseball and some stuff happened and whatever. But um, yeah, no, the, I know that I totally agree with you on, on both. You. I I hated that scene with the with the war messenger. Like, I, I feel like they could have done it better because the guy was just so unlikable. Oh, like and the,
1: he, didn't, he didn't give a shit. And like, right. this, is a, this is a pretty big moment, a pretty big deal for these women. And he just didn't care. That's why I love Tom Hanks' the reaction towards the whole thing. He just takes it from him and just kicks him out.
0: If I could refilm that scene, I would have him come in and be more like, because he was like, in the scene, he's like, uh, oh, this is so stupid. Like, they don't even let me, they don't even give me all the information. And like, I, I feel so bad delivering this news. I wish he was more shy and more like, like, I wish he went up to Tom Hanks and was like, hey, uh, I, I don't know who this is. And I, I feel horrible. Like, I wish he was more aware Yeah, no, that of would... how bad it was.
1: Right. At the same time, though, I feel like I right and like you know, I kind of wish Postman had a little more, you know, had a heart. At the same time, right, but I really do like how we hate this character already, and that's why Tom Hanks when he kicks him out, it's like the first time we're like, You're I like, yeah. I'm like this is awesome, I kick him. Out. That's right, Tom Hanks, kick him out of there, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, no, I agree with that. Do you, do you have any notes uh, written down for a soundtrack?
1: I do. I really liked it. <laughs> Good. so the soundtrack features music by artists such as carol king james taylor and billy joel and then the great hans zimmer composed the film score which was excellent the theme is as great uh as is the track the final game but the song he composed life goes on is absolutely beautiful
0: no I, I i it was great it fit the it fit the movie so well and this era is just like the way everyone dresses it's so hollywood like and, and it, it, it's not it's it's like even people who lived in the middle of nowhere were so Hollywood back then. So it's the perfect filmmaking era, you know, but um, for, okay. So if you could change, what do you have written down? If you could change one thing, because <laughs> so. I, I want to set this up real quick. I was going to set this up before your rating, but I picked this movie and I thought that of sports movies I would pick i thought this would be like right up joe's alley and it may be I, i honestly i haven't asked joe what his overall feeling uh is on the film yet and we'll get that with the rating but when i went to hand joe i went to drop off a couple beers for joe and he like said something about the movie that i was like oh shit i don't think joe like was really crazy about this movie so that makes me more interested to hear what he would change and then obviously his score so what would you change
1: All right, so I like the movie. I'll just just get that out of the way. I do like the movie. But the thing I would change, you kind of brought up in a positive way. So it's kind of funny seeing how we both look at it. Um, I didn't like the ending. I thought Kit was super unlikable the entire movie. I get it. She's sucking her sister's shadow and wants to make a name for herself. But I don't feel any satisfaction watching her shit all over her sister, who pretty much got in the league to begin with. and And she never really redeemed herself, I feel like. Then she plows over her sister to win the World Series at the end. I would oh that's lo- a
0: whole nother subtop. That's a whole nother yeah, keep going. See,
1: I love I love the idea of, you know, the underdog kind of like taking over that spotlight, but I wish she had some more positive scenes with her sister. Because she's very much full of herself. She's very much full of herself, or either, you know, talking about how much she wishes, you know, her sister would be shittier at things than she is or whatever. And she never like really like does her own thing or makes her own move. She's just always kind of ranting about being her sister's shadow. So like my biggest problem is when they lose the World Series, I don't, I feel, I still fail for a Disney character because I feel like she earned it. And Kit was just the entire movie driving me up the wall. But I kind of want to, I mentioned this in my thing as a note here do you think Dottie dropped the ball on purpose or do you think, what, what is your take on Dude, that? Dude, I have
0: a note. Damn it. You, you? stole my, okay.
1: I, so what, what your, what's your take on this? Do you think, cause we saw a scene early in the movie where she holds the ball and clearly gets pulled yes. over. She may be even more aggressive. So it's like, do you think she drops it to, yeah? You what know, where's, where do you, where do you stand with this? So I
0: have, so while I bring, I have a whole article up of like opinions on that, but to address your first thing about, um, about Kit and Dottie, I 100% agree with you about how uh, how they were specifically Kit and how she was just like always she always had a chip on her shoulder, and I agree with you. But I think that that's spoken, and I'm one too. You're an older brother, and I think younger brothers in competitive environments or sisters, younger brothers or sisters, have that. Like I, I. The, I, and I think that's what drove her is that like, she was so sick of hearing how her sister was so pretty and her sister was the best baseball player ever and blah, blah, blah. But so to move on, <laughs> I, I, I wish you didn't ask that. Cause I had that written down. I was like, as like my bonus question, question of, <laughs> do you think Gina Davis dropped it on purpose? I I'll say this. I do think watching it. I did think she dropped it on purpose. Now, if that's the case, I hate it because I don't like. A, I wouldn't like it if I was the if I was her sister because I'd be like, don't you don't need to hand I don't need your charity, and then I also but don't you like the
1: world, it. You lost the world fucking series for <laughs>
0: your team. <laughs> right, right. I also don't like it for her because she's supposed to be this like super competitive, like great athlete, whatever. Like you shouldn't be giving stuff out. But the reason I think that she dropped it on purpose is the way they set it up where she's like, I'm not playing next year. I have my husband. We're going to have kids. I'm done with this game. So it totally sets it up like this is my all my sister has. I want her to have – I want her to be the girl that scored the winner run and you know what I mean? So, But there are articles online because the, the question is like not answered. So, like, there was an interview of Lori Petty, who played Kit, the little sister, and she says no. But then there was an interview from a woman named Helen Callahan, who played in the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. And uh, her son made a documentary that focused on her. And she says yes. So the, there's no answer, which I love. I love that it's like. I didn't like,
1: realize this was a debate. I just happened to see it. On oh. The movie and, I was like, and I was, I was like, and they keep it big enough to ask that question, like, because it, it just kind of like naturally sure, like, rolls out of her hand. So it's like it, does, it doesn't fly out; it rolls out.
0: And so you said, you said it the best though. Is earlier on in the film, she has like the exact same play. It might be more she aggressive holds on. too, right?
1: right? It might be a more aggressive plow, and she holds on to it.
0: And it, she she holds on to it, and it's like a sure thing. It's like, it's like, uh, like. Dottie doesn't drop that stuff like that. Not in Dottie's world. You know what I mean? So I would agree with you if you, and we'll never know, or maybe we will know, maybe someday someone who wrote the the screenplay or directed it will release it. But um, if you ask me what I think, I think that Gina Davis, Dottie dropped it on purpose. And I think it was her, it was her way of being like, I don't need this. I have my world. I have my husband. We're going to have kids. We have our own little thing, our own big thing. And this, my this is my little sister's world. Like, I don't need it. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's all no, no. fine. That about that. All right. I don't. I, I have one more question as well. This is more sure. of like,
1: what do you think? Because I so during the museum exhibit opening at the end, do we are we supposed to assume that Dottie and Kit haven't really seen each other that much since going their separate ways after the first season? Or because it's like it wasn't like a super embracing hug? So it's like I feel like right. they may have like seen each other a little bit before that but like
0: what do you think because like i do think they've seen each other but i think it was a different era specifically like right after world war ii and i do think there was a lot more of like well first of all there was no cell phones there's no social media there was no whatever so and then with the expansion of the country i think it was a lot more popular that someone would grow up in like the pacific northwest and then be like oh you know, my husband, Joe, he's going to go be a mechanic in like Iowa and, and we're going to Iowa. So, but I, so I think they have talked and they have seen each other, but it's been a while. So um that scene specifically, like I said earlier, that was, I was like, the hall of fame looks exactly the same as it did when I went. So this is 92 And I went and say a few years ago, it looks so similar. I was like, I've been in that room. I've been in that room. So um, the one thing I would change just to circle back on it before Joe gives the score and gives it like a one. um, The one casting change I would make is I don't love Rosie O'Donnell in this movie. Um, I understand that she was like a big name at the time and she still is kind of in a different way. So I, I, I guess I, I kind of get why they wanted her. But I didn't love her performance and I thought she was like and I think Rosie O'Donnell, I don't know this I'm gonna look it up right now, but I think Rosie O'Donnell is from New York. Yeah, she is. But she seemed like and this happens with like it probably sticks out to us more because we're from here, but sometimes like actors and actresses that are from Boston, when they're supposed to play someone from Boston, they like go way overboard. And that's what I thought Rosie O'Donnell was doing in this in this film. So but I had other I had others like little things, but that was probably my big like if I could change it, I didn't come up with I was trying to come up with someone who I would rather have in that role, and I couldn't think of one, but I would have explored other options with um with the Rosie O'Donnell role. I actually thought Madonna was great i, I apparently on set she was a nightmare from what I've read, but her her acting was good, and she played that role very well, but um rosie O'Donnell be would be what I would change so the moment of truth. It's my movie, so you go first. If you listen to the, the podcast before, you know we rate everything from, on a scale of one to five. Would you mind paying a late fee to keep this movie? So score of one is like you watch it, you get 10 minutes into it, you, re- you drop it off that night, you're like, I don't want to pay a late fee. Score of five is you're willing to keep it a few days, pay the late fees on it to watch it again, show it to your friends, maybe even just end up buying it from the, uh, from the rental store. So Joe, what is your score for this, for a league of their own?
1: I gave Rookie of the Year a one point five. This is this is way better than that. This is a three point five, in um, my opinion. Okay. So, i I love the, I love the chemistry between these actors on the baseball team. I can only imagine what the four cover would have looked like because senior Baxter's would have been a little more. Would be really cool, but at the same time, for the being thrown into the mix, we love these characters. The one, the woman with her son is hilarious. that whole bit of comedy really throughout the film um tom hanks is incredible in this movie so is gina davis and the soundtrack is great my only complaint is probably the ending like i mentioned the whole i wish we saw like kit maybe playing a dog here and there to like make us love her a little bit more but she was my opinion unlikable throughout the entire thing unfortunately
0: yeah so i think we're kind of on the same page there were things i would change too um I really enjoyed this movie more than I thought it would. I thought I haven't seen this since I was probably like, like 13 or so. I don't know. And um, so I thought I would kind of like it, but I was a little bit worried to be honest that it wouldn't hold up. But, um, and I, and the big reason I liked it is it's well, two things. It's fun to see Tom Hanks play like the anti Tom Hanks role where he's kind of like a drunken mess. And he was great for, for the, in that role but it's also fun to see tom hanks kind of like put in the passenger seat and be like Gina davis to me was like this is my movie like tom you're going to be a supporting actor you're going to kill it you're going to do great don't get me wrong but Gina davis is amazing it's such a fun era for hollywood we kind of talked about that like the 40s 50s ish 60s era it was so is so fun to to see um i liked that like we said, for the most part, girls are like supportive. It's a positive. I think if this movie was made today, exactly as it was made, it would be an Academy Award winner. I I really do because I I I think people are, and rightfully so, so eager to see cool stories about girls that were thrown under the rug for
1: right. And they're not just and they're not not just thrown out there to kind of. Um, you know, no, it's not correlate. Cor- right, to correlate with like the ongoing movement right now, this is actually a real film that came out in '92 right. when these were, when these issues were already present. And this movie, like, it still up to this day. These women are strong, and they're all awesome. It's not forced right. at all.
0: Right. They didn't take a movie that was like successful in '87 with men and then just replace it with with girls. It's like, no, this really happened. Like, I like we said, there's obviously some Hollywood and whatever, but the this, the the frame and the structure of the story is true and. There were these these badass girls that, that did this. So I think, if, like I said, if this movie came out right now, it would be nominated for multiple awards. I really believe that. Um, I You gave it a 3.5. I struggled. I was like, I, was, I almost gave it a 3.75. And then I was like, no, you know what? Fuck it. I'm giving it a 4 out of 5. I enjoyed it way more than I thought it would. Tom Hanks is great, but really... Gina Davis, just I think I, I think I love Gina Davis. She was so she was so good, and uh, so yeah. No four for me, three point five from Joe. You like the beer,
1: Joe? Oh, it's it's really good. Yeah, it's like yeah. I mentioned before, it's the mango taste isn't too much, or it's like kind of a turn off. It's just the right amount of taste. It's really good. So again,
0: this is uh, this is there's no crying in baseball. Mango IPA from Evil Genius, which I believe is in Philly. Um, I, so I've now finished my four pack of that. I'll be buying another one. It's on top of fitting the movie perfectly. It's seriously, if you, if you have access to, to the beer, pick it up. Cause it's a, like Joe said at the beginning, it's a perfect, perfect summer beer. So we're always looking for suggestions, follow us on Instagram worth the late fee. Uh, we'll, we'll take them. Um, we'll be back next weekend. Uh, yeah. Or later this next week. And, um, we're going back and forth. This is my pick. Joe has the next pick. You can cut or, cut in front of Joe if you want. Send us a message on Instagram um, if there's a movie that you want us to review. But if you don't cut in front of us, like I said, it's Joe's pick. So Joe, what are we going to be watching next?
1: We're going to be bringing Halloween to the month of July with the 1995 film Casper, which I'm looking forward to because it's been a while since I've seen that movie. So
0: It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. And I went to make fun of joe to my wife for picking that movie in july i was like joe's picking casper and my wife brie was like oh i'll watch casper and i was like all right i guess i'm the only one that doesn't want to watch casper in july but but i remember i I, I
1: had the biggest crush on Christian ricci when i was a young kid in that movie so this is is gonna be like a a nice throwback for me
0: yep no i um i think it's kind of messed up that we're doing a, a bill pullman movie in july and it's not independence day but that's okay. That'll be the next episode. And um, my wife made Bree made join us on that one. I'm not sure if she'll wanna join us to record as well, but hopefully she up, will. Bro. Back me up. Oh she's uh, she's totally team Joe as far as us doing the movie. It's just trying to get her to sit down and record the podcast. But I really liked this is a, a pleasant surprise, both in how much I liked it and I liked I'm being serious, I liked your criticism of the film. I, I thought for sure that you, this would be like, if there's a sports movie for Joe, Joe's going to give this a five. So I like that you're like, you had some problems with it. So um, we'll be back next episode with Casper. And thank you guys very much for listening.
1: As always, thanks, guys.